Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Greetings and welcome to Under Consultation, an episode-by-episode podcast guide through the UK's greatest video game challenge TV show, Games Master. I am one of your hosts, Luke Owen, and I did not win an original Games Master golden joystick. When we started this podcast, we did wonder if we'd have people who were on the show reach out to us and tell us that they listened and share their memories of being on the show. And if you've listened to the podcast before, then you'll know we've spoken to a few challenges ahead of us actually reaching their episode. So we get those interviews slotted into the actual episode they appeared on. But there have been times where we've recorded an episode, edited it, posted it, and then we've had challenges reach out to us. In some cases, we've done some special episodes around them, like Sam from the Humberside Hawks at the end of Series 3, for example. But others have just been conversations that have been sat in our DMs, waiting for Ash and I to do something about it. And before we wrap up Series 4 completely with the Gore Special live episode next week, I wanted to put together a compilation of interviews of challenges that we didn't get to speak to at the time of their episode being released. Just a heads up, like I did with the Games Master Live 92 interviews, I'm going to try and remove myself as much from the chats as possible so we can just focus on the challenges and their stories. So, without further ado, here come some old challenges. Hello, I'm Amber and I was on Games Master Season 3. What was your history with Games Master prior to being on the show? Like, we, did you watch the show? No. <laughs> I had, I can't remember exactly, but I probably had heard of it. Um, but no, it wouldn't have been something that I watched or was familiar with. So I wasn't a gamer or anything. So no. I think I was a bit, um, when I was younger, I was into like school and homework and would stay in my bedroom and 
asked my mum to set me more schoolwork um, and I think it might have been a case that she wanted me out of the house and my next door neighbour who was a couple of years it sounds awful like when I say it back and I feel so bad but um, he was going to these open auditions he was like into his computer games um, and I think my mum had asked his dad if I could tag along so I did and then um, oh god I feel awful but um, there was just a room full of kids playing computer games with um, you know adults going around with clipboards talking to them I was just sat there bored out of my mind um, and was approached and asked if I wanted to go for a chat and play some computer games um so I probably just went along with it um they were chatting to me and then I don't know how long after but I got a letter through the post asking um me to go on the show um and the boy that I went with didn't get asked to go on the show so it is really harsh but yeah so that's how that happened um yeah, so I feel bad for him. Got no idea what I would have been doing. Yeah, it, I don't think it was would have been the games that I played on the show. I yeah, I've got no memory of that at all. I just remember them sitting there chat, chatting. I suppose to see if we were confident and we would we have been confident confident enough to be on the show. I probably weren't fussed to be honest with you. I don't. It wouldn't have been. Um, unless I started talking to other people, you know, if there was people at school that might have been like, oh, well, you know, we watch that sort of thing. Um, I remember after being on the show, I was excited because a lot of my friends came with me um, and, you know, there was a lot of hype around it after I'd, you know, at school, I was at secondary school. Um, so people were aware that I was going to be on it. Um, so I was pr probably more into it after but before no because I probably wouldn't have been aware of what it was about until I actually was on the show I don't remember thinking oh I'm gonna be on it let's watch a few or anything like that I probably at the time you know I was 11 years old just starting secondary school I was more concerned with I don't know my hair or something like that I don't we traveled there was quite a few of us so I've got a big family um so there was probably between 15 and 20 of us, like some school friends, like aunts, uncles, my parents, um, cousins. Um, and we travelled up in this um, transit van, some of us. So we, a lot of us were just sliding around in the back of this van. Um, so, so that's like a memory for me, um, like being with my friends. Um, and then when... You know, I can't remember everything, but when we got there, they I would have been separated from them and even, you know, I wouldn't have been with my mum. I remember just going in this room um, and practising the games, I think, that we would have been playing that day. Um, and I remember being quite nervous. Um, I was worried as well about my hair because my mum made me have it in a French plait and I hated it. Um, so that was on my mind and she made me tuck my t-shirt in which I hated it, it wouldn't have been in fashion to have your t-shirt tucked in so I hated that so that would have been on my mind um, and yeah just being nervous I suppose um, and I remember going because I think it was filmed in Oxford prison was it this the one that I was on yeah 
And I remember going down the stairs and there just being, because we, we weren't exposed to what was going on beforehand. So I was in this room one minute and then walking down these stairs. So as I walked down the stairs, as you see it on the TV, that's the first time I saw everybody. And I don't think we saw the presenters be- before either. So that was daunting. Um, and then I think, I don't know if it was straight away, but... Um, possibly when we got mic'd up I had to have my t-shirt out so I was really happy about that and I remember seeing my mum because when when we sat down um to play um I don't know if it would have been the first round but my family were literally behind me um so there was people all around like on the balconies but because there was quite a lot of us we had the whole bit behind and I remember my mum sort of like mouthing to me about my T-shirt, you know, tuck it in, tuck it in. Um, but I was like, relieved about that. But I think it was all creased up, but I didn't care. So I was just glad um, that my T-shirt wasn't tucked in anymore. OK, good. What about you, Amber? How do you fancy your chances? I'll win. You'll win? Yeah. <laughs> Amber's got a fan club in tonight, haven't you, Amber? Yeah, and again, you know, I wouldn't have been familiar really with who it would have been after that I would was more aware of who he who he was and that he was in Bugsy Malone which was a favorite like film of mine but um he was really nice and friendly I remember like being off camera and he would be silly like dancing around with me and stuff like that so he was like really welcoming um yeah so it was it was like a friendly environment but not my scene I suppose because I wasn't into that, you know. So all the talk that they was talking, I would I would have been like, ah. but it was fun, you know. I look back on it now, um, you know, and it was a really good experience. But I suppose at the time I didn't appreciate it for what it was. Okay, then well, let's find out if our contestants are ready. It's the two to get through with the fastest time. They're the ones who are going to qualify. Okay, I've got my stopwatch ready. Let's find out if Amber's ready. Yeah. Oh, you you are? Yeah. Okay, well, here's the green light. Go! Yeah, I remember being nervous, I think. You know, because you want to do well, don't you? You're going back to school, especially that age. You don't want to be some sort of loser. Um, but, um, yeah, I was, I was nervous and I would have been just sort of panic pressing the buttons probably. Um, and just got through it, I think. Um, yeah, so I don't know how I did it. I would have just been manic pressing the buttons and luckily got through. Actually, going back to the auditions, I think as well, the reason why I was approached is because they wanted more females on the show. I got that impression at the time that, you know, it was probably mainly boys sat there and I was sort of the odd one out. So... Yeah, that's probably how I ended up getting on it. I don't remember watching, and I think there might have been a TV in the room, possibly. I don't really remember that. Um, and I don't remember it being a particularly long day either. I think it was in, out sort of thing. But yeah, I think there were breaks um, where we were sort of like down the stairs, up the stairs sort of thing. And it literally was a small room, like up the stairs, it might have been in one of the cells, possibly. It, you know, it wasn't that we was having some sort of luxury um, behind the scenes. It was probably just um, a room um, with a computer in, just practicing and not practicing very long either. 
Um, I, yeah, I don't remember hanging around too long. I think it sort of happened quite quickly, but we weren't around watching other people and stuff like that. Okay, good stuff. Well done. Uh, no, not well done to you. You got knocked to the canvas twice. What happened, Alistair? I think I chose the wrong character. Maybe a bit more speed. Maybe yeah. I've done it. Well, sure. Look out. You chose the wrong character, as you said. Now, Amber, the champion. Oh, good stuff. Okay, okay. Amber, Amber. Amber, you mustn't bring your family next time. Very well done. It was well done. Are you happy about that? Yep. Pleased? Are you surprised yep. you won? Yeah, I chose the right character. I chose the right character. Absolutely, you did. And that was pure luck and a fluke because. Like you can see me doing it as well. I didn't move. I did like he was coming towards me and my character wasn't moving. It was just staying on the spot, just punching. I was just pressing the same button over and over again. Obviously I realised, oh hang on a minute, this is this is a cool button, you know, like this is working and just stuck with it. Um and just didn't move. I think if I'd had moved forward, he would have got the advantage. So I wasn't um confident. No, and it, even though I said that I was, my aunt told me to say that. So anything I said, which I look back on now and think how cringy that I said it, I didn't it wasn't from my mouth, it was my aunt just who's really confident. Um she would have been saying to me, Oh, say this, say that, and you know, an eleven year old wouldn't say things that I was coming out with, you know, like I chose the best character or something like that. Um, she was telling me what to say. Um, but no, I wasn't confident at all. And it was just luck that I won, really. Yeah, I was really happy, which obviously watching it back, I can see how happy I was. But I think it was more not about the joystick. Like I said, I didn't appreciate it for what it was at the time. I wasn't fully aware. Um, so... It was just more about, I suppose, um, you know, doing it for your friends and family, wanting to please them and going back to school and saying, you know, that you've won. But it wasn't about winning the show or the joystick, I don't think. It was more about, oh, I've won and I'm not a loser. <laughs> I remember um, when they gave it to me, you can see as well that I'm gulping. I think it was more him because he was like huge, the guy that brought it. Um but yeah, we got to take it home, and um, I think we um, stopped off. Like my dad would have treated us all to a McDonald's, and um, I remember when we got to my road. So the the boy, obviously, that I went to the audition with, he was our next door neighbour. So when we got up to our road, like my dad stuck me on top of the transit van with the joystick, and with all like my family in there, like clapping and stuff. Um, yeah. So that's like really awful isn't it like looking back I mean he's um you know I'm still friends with him now and when I put um when I got the joystick out of the loft because it's been in the loft for you know god knows how long um got it out the loft and put a um, photo on Facebook and he said oh like he's still traumatized by it but obviously jesting but um yeah so looking back I'm probably more excited about it now than I was at the time I think other people remember it more than I do because when I've spoke to friends recently um you know they've said you know I remember you know coming into school and everyone talking about it but I don't remember that but it's probably boys you know that they were probably talking about it um I remember when um I first when my hu like husband now came 
round my house for the first time and the joystick was in my brother's bedroom on the top of his wardrobe and he tells all his friends now that he sort of walked in and was like you know like he's like what is that is that the golden joystick and I would have been like whatever um, <laughs> but you know he so he's a bit he's uh I don't know six years older than me so I think it would have been more his thing and his friends um, but I just remember him like it being a big deal. I said we always joke and say that's why he asked me to marry him so he could have the golden joystick. But what's funny is that it's like just plastic and it's spray painted plastic and they missed a bit. So where the switch turns, it's still like red. They obviously forgot to um, turn things. So it's just a bit of plastic. I mean, it sounds really bad because I'm sure there's people out there that would love to have a golden joystick and there's me um slagging it off saying oh it's just a bit of plastic but it hasn't gone back in the loft yet I keep thinking oh I should put it in the loft but I've put it um next to we've got like this um gaming stand thing in our front room our living room and it's on top of that now so it might stay there um but the novelty will probably wear off after a few months I'm still friends with a lot of people that I was friends with back then at school. So when we do, you know, talk about memories, that is something that comes up. But not again, not about winning, but the travel up there. I think someone got travel sick in the back, you know, was sick in their hand. Someone passed wind and those sort of things, you know, like kids, you know, joke around about things like that. Um, so it's just more memories of having fun with them, I think, like on the day and obviously joking about how I come to be on the show and the audition, you know, that he he went to, a, he wanted to be on it and didn't get on it and I wasn't fussed and did and then ended up winning as well. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? 
Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, games fans. Are you ready to challenge the Games Master? Tuesday, 6.30, Channel 4. Yeah, so hi, my name's Adam Ray and I was on Games Master Series 4 back in 1994. Uh, I was playing uh, Echo, Tides of Time, um, and I won the Golden Joystick. Got very lucky, actually. Um, well, obviously watched the show from when it first started and um, subscribed to so many games magazines back in the day, you know, Games Master, Mean Machines, and then the official Nintendo magazine, Mean Machines Sega, Computer Video Games, all of those. We had all of those magazines. So we were, me and my brother were big, big gamers. Yeah, we had uh, pretty much all of the major systems when they got released, Sega and Nintendo. Um, so yeah, just always, yeah, always been, and still do to this day, you know, still, still play a lot of games. I think I was just, gearing myself up for it really <laughs> and I was a bit young as well at the time I think I was only I think I must have you know pestered my parents for <laughs> many years to go on the show and then they <laughs> they finally cracked and get and gave in you know and uh and yeah just applied yeah so can't quite remember how I did apply I think it was either watching the show and they put an advert out on the show or in the magazine there must have been something but I remember writing a letter off to the production company and sort of just just telling them how mad I was on games and how I always watched the show and stuff so yeah just lucked out really got a reply one day I knew exactly who it was from because the production company logo I remember that logo from the from the show so I remember as soon as I saw that letter I was like really you know sort of well yeah gearing myself maybe for them maybe for them to say oh you know you haven't made it you know thanks for replying but then they did they invited me down to to London for an audition it was um so I can't remember whereabouts it was but I'm pretty sure it was somewhere in North London and uh it was just I think it must have been their production offices but me, me and my both me and my brother went down and got introduced to the producers and then we just sort of sat sat with them talking about games playing games and um yeah, I remember playing Street Fighter 2 on the Super Nintendo, the Street Fighter 2 Turbo, and uh, beat the guy on there. So I think that, yeah, I think they, they just wanted to kind of suss us out if we were, you know, sort of uh, real gamers, I guess, and, and good enough to go on the show, yeah. My brother did as well, yeah. I think you, you've done his episode already. He was, I think he was a little bit later on in Series 4 than me, but he, he played a really... <laughs> A really rubbish game on the Panasonic 3DO um, called Twisted, I think. They didn't actually tell us what game we were going to play until we arrived on the day. 
and then we there was some so series four was was filmed in a church in east london i don't think it's used anymore i think the church is still there but it's used for something else um so yeah we got down there on the day and then there was all these kind of porter cabins set up outside and we went into a porter cabin and that's where they had like a a bench a row of all of the consoles and uh yeah they told me then that, that my 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 game was going to be the sequel to echo and it it wasn't actually out then so i was i was really quite sort of you know happy excited to be playing a game that wasn't out so it, i remember that they didn't actually have the cartridge either it was just literally just like a chipboard that they that they had in the in the mega drive and so yeah just sat down and we had i think had about half an hour to an hour practice on the game and they you know they they it was literally just that section of the game that they had so it wasn't even a finished game or anything you know and uh yeah just practice through didn't actually complete the level when i was practicing so i was quite nervous when i actually you know they told me that it was my time to go into the studio into the into the church because i thought for sure that i wasn't going to do it you know but yeah got really lucky yeah <laughs> it was a bit yeah it's a bit weird actually you kind of I was part of the audience because I don't I don't know if you obviously remember the, the audience was like in a cage. So I remember my dad and my brother and me were in there for quite a while. And um, it was just all of the kind of introducing stuff. And like, you know, Dominic Diamond came out, said hello, and then he'd get like the people on. And then um, if if you were a if you were a challenger, I think you were asked to leave. So I don't quite know why that was, but I think they just sort of shepherded us out and then they, they did the challenge there, you know, then and then we could come back in and yeah, stuff like that. So I don't know if you, you can tell, but I was really nervous. My voice was kind of quivering, you know, and they we did have a little a little rehearsal with him just before the, the cameras rolled. And he said, oh, I'm going to ask you this question. You need to come up with a funny answer. And then, uh, yeah, so he asked me, I think. What do I like about dolphins, I think? Moving on to you, Adam. Echo 2 features a dolphin. Do you like dolphins? Yeah, I do, yeah. What do, what do you like about dolphins? Uh, why they swim? That's quite, that's quite nice. I love dolphins myself. I can eat three a week. What a random question to ask a 14-year-old, you know, like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> because you're already in that situation, you know, where cameras are rolling and, you know, you're, you're about to go on camera playing a game and then all of a sudden you've got this, you hit you with this curveball, you know, and kind of like, you know crazy but that was just yeah he was a really funny guy he was really really nice and uh and yeah so i remember actually when the day finished and we were hanging around outside and uh dominic came out of the church and just said oh yeah hi guys thanks for playing and then there was a stretched limo there waiting for him and he just <laughs> off he went like some rock and roll star <laughs> brilliant never forget that it's so funny <laughs> He's got 12 seconds left. Here he goes. He's got one ring. Eight seconds left. Where's the second one? They're either above sea level or they're under. Three, two. He's got 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 three
The albatross is a bit of avoided here. Take, if he goes higher, I think he'll actually bypass them. Yeah, you can miss the big bird there. Yeah. Oh, that was quite lucky. Very jolly. 20 seconds gone. Yeah, I was, I was really relieved after that. I was just like, that, that was the hardest part. Because, you know, it was like, well, I, I kind of, you know, getting the rings. There was a lot of rings in, in the second part of the level in, in the ocean. Some of them were above it. So sometimes you have to jump out of the water. But, yeah, I was pretty sure after that that I was going to complete the challenge, really. I had quite a lot of time left. So Adam, what can I say? You are the ring king. Yeah, um, but you were a bit lucky about halfway through there, weren't you? Yeah, I was. Uh, I was a bit fortunate when I was flying up the rock. The bird at the uh, top caught me and I flew down. Yeah, but you, you managed to fly the other way. Yeah. No, instead you're obviously blessed. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't believe it at the time, you know. It's just uh, all, all quite, yeah, a little bit overwhelming for me, really. Yeah. I've got something a bit special for you now. As we come on down and polish our hotspots on the 3DO game show, Twisted. Yeah, he, um, when he was told what game he'd be playing, he actually hated it. You know, he couldn't stop, couldn't stop moaning about it. He was like, why do I get to play this game? You know, it's like, no one's ever heard of this. It's some crappy quiz game, you know, and it was just like, he wasn't happy. But yeah, he won the first. So the game was split up into three different uh, quizzes, I think. So it's like a sort of interactive quiz game. And I think the first one um, was you had to slide some tiles around to make up a picture. And he won that really easily. So I thought, oh, he's, you know, he's, he's going to do it now, you know. And then the second part, so sorry, um, after the, the, the first part, the other guy, his challenger, um, lost. So Jason was one up. And then um, he failed the second part, which was like a game of kind of like, um, you know, matching the two pictures. He failed that and the other guy did as well. But on the third section of, of the, the, the challenge, the the... The guy, it was like a kind of, like a, you know, like a sort of face swap thing, you know, with the kind of, yeah, you know, when you have to line up all of the faces, yeah, using the sliders. The guy lucked out and he'd done it in like four seconds. And and my brother Jay didn't do, didn't do the last, didn't do the, the last section. So the, the guy won because he'd, he'd done it the quickest time. So yeah, he, was a, he, he felt a little bit hard done by afterwards, for sure. But no, yeah, so I had bragging rights then for the next, you know, rest of my lives, really. <laughs> so when I was in the cabin practicing, um, do you remember Natalie and Brilliger? Of course. Yeah, she came down, sat, sat next to me, and uh, she was playing, oh, it was some clown game on the Super Nintendo. Like, she, I don't think she was expecting to play a game like that. Uh, she wasn't very good at it, but, you know, it's kind of yeah it's just funny because obviously watching neighbors as well you kind of i was just sort of sitting there playing my game and then i noticed someone sat down next to me i just kind of glanced up and then kind of glanced again and i was like oh my god it's beth our neighbors <laughs> <laughs> so then i was even more nervous you know the whole day was just was just like the nervous level anxiety level just went up and up and up you know <laughs> Yeah, all of my sort of all of my close friends came came over, you know, and where is it? Where's your golden joystick? <laughs> but yeah, it's funny. Yeah. It's just one of those things. They obviously ribbed me for the, the dolphin comment, you know. Yeah, memories looking back are, are funny. It's just um one of those things that crops up every now and again, you know, with my with my sort of friends now, because obviously when you go through life, you know, you have, you meet sort of new friends and you and you 
yeah so I've been sort of going through the story a few times now in my life and it's always a funny story to tell you know and then obviously because it's on YouTube now and the the reboots come out it's a it's a good time you know to sort of uh have been on the show and to have you know been fortunate enough to win a joystick so I have got it here actually my joystick so yeah it's 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 um a little bit faded throughout the years and the the the, the case is a bit sort of scratched and broken now but yeah it's still there still all right still looks pretty good it's only a quick shot joystick as well it's literally just you can see they just snapped the wire off the bottom <laughs> and just sprayed it and that was it so i remember th I was sort of looking at it afterwards thinking oh hang on it's just a cheap cheap old quick shot joystick that they sprayed yeah money <laughs> yeah the bottom this was another thing they told me as well on the day. They said when they gave me, because the, the, the joystick that I got straight after the challenge was just a prop. So they gave me my, my actual one afterwards. And they said, just be careful because what, you know, whatever you do, don't, don't sort of, don't hold it from the side. You have to hold it from the bottom because the bottom's not sort of glued on. So I, I knew that, but then my brother wanted to have a look. So as soon as I go to my brother, he dropped it. <laughs> I was like, oh, we did, you know, couldn't believe it. I think he did. I think he did it on purpose. <laughs> I'm Christian Din, aka Chrissy Two Sticks. Um, I was in the original Games Master season four, doing the Donkey Kong challenge. I wasn't, uh, I didn't watch every episode. I was, I just caught it every now and then. But um, I did uh, watch season three. I think that was my main one. I did catch one and series one and two, but not every episode. Um, and I was, I was reading, I was buying a lot of magazines. So I read a lot of the magazines and I thought, oh, I want to I go in there because I do play a lot of Super NES. So I thought I'll be all right. Mega Drive, not so much, but I thought I'll be okay. So. That's how I found out when I, I, I can't remember which magazine, it must have been Games Master Magazine because I did have quite a lot like um, Super Play, CBG, Games Master Magazine, the occasional Edge, but had too many grown up words in there for me. So um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I had um, to be on. And that's how I, uh, uh, you know, inquired about it. Well, we had to write in uh, um, as letter, just write in and just wait <laughs> with all our contact details. and. Um, I got a call saying uh, to come and audition. Uh, they gave the address and um, they said, do you have like a, a friend you'd like to bring along? Because I guess just to speed up the audition process. So I called my um, family friend. I, I used to call my cousin, but it's not really technically my cousin. But um, we went along, me, him, who's also on season four, and uh, his sister. So we went along. Um, I did apply for, it was a Games Master and a Games World because they were done by the same production company, which is Hewland International. So I wasn't sure which one I was going to, but I was just going to one of them. And um, when we got there, it was a room full of TVs. It was at least 20 TVs around the room. And uh, we had to, they just said, uh, they had Mortal Kombat play, Mortal Kombat 2, I believe it was. No, Mortal Kombat 1, sorry. Uh, they said, oh, just uh, uh, pick a TV, sit down and uh, play. I thought, oh, just by myself. They said, yeah, just just sit down and play and we'll walk around and just have a watch. And I looked around, it was just kids on every screen playing. I thought, okay, Mortal Kombat is not really my game. I was a Street Fighter 2 player, but 
uh, I do remember some moves. So I sat, sat down and played and we, me, my friend, we went and sat down next to each other and we were just playing. Um, I was looking around the room thinking, are they going to come and watch or not? And they were just looking around. So I thought, what do I do? Do I just play? <laughs> so I started playing a single player mode and I was just playing. And then uh, when I saw them coming, I thought, okay, they're coming, they're coming. So, um, you know, pull out all the best moves you can. And I, I didn't really know all the moves. So I was just Luke Kang and I was just doing the, that, um, his little um, diving helicopter, his kick, like his charging kick. And I just kept doing that over and over. <laughs> so they was watching for a while and then they just, they just walked on and thought, Oh, that's it? They're not going to say nothing to me? Do I just carry on playing or what? I thought, okay. So, yeah, that was the audition. And um, we played for another about five, ten minutes. And then they said, okay, everyone, that would do. Um, we'll be in contact. I thought, oh, that's it. Did, did I do what? They said, yeah, yeah, you did very well. I think they just said that to all the kids there. So you did very well. And that was it. Just went home and thinking, oh, don't know what happens next. Uh, hopefully it was okay. It was a phone call. And uh, they said to come in for i'm trying to my timeline's a bit messed up because i did go on games world as well um they called and said uh they gave the the location i believe it was um saint paul's church but obviously i was 13 at the time i thought i have no idea of getting there so <laughs> my friend he said don't worry we'll work it out and um they called him as well by the way and um, they called us both to come um he was on uh episode eight it was the power drive challenge his name was ricky nguyen yes <laughs> I have, yes, um, it was so funny because the story was, <laughs> oh, um, we arrived on the day, um, me and him, and there was, everyone was outside, there was all these kids, but they all had their parents there, and we, we, we travelled alone, so it was just us two, and we was a, a bit lost, everyone had their parents there, and uh, we saw another two kids who were also in the challenges, uh, I'll tell you in a bit. Um, there was two of them. They were also without parents, so we naturally just um, gravitated towards each other and said, "Oh, hello, how are you doing? You're right." Introduced ourselves. Um, what happened was then is uh, I think the producers went round because they did not actually tell us what we were going to play. We just turned up. Uh, the producers went around and um, everyone started going off into groups and going into. They had these um, outside the church. They had these temporary buildings. Like um, as if, say, you're at a school and uh, someone's they're just repairing the the school. They'll put up these temporary buildings. So there was about four of them. Uh, we went in there, spoke to the producer. They said, uh, "These are the games you're going to be playing." They just had um, me. My, my friend was called Ricky, and uh, the other two was called Melvin and Sharif. And what happened was, um, yes, so we we sat down and they said, "Right, we've got these games we want you to play. Um, so we're going to split you up." So they put me with Sharif, which was my um, challenge rival. And um, they put Ricky with Melvin. And um, you guys will probably remember, Melvin was uh, Dom's favorite <laughs> with, the, with the ecstasy gear. So they split us up and they said, okay, you two will be playing um, Power Drive. And you two will be playing the, the first to play Donkey Kong Country. I thought, yes, lucky I didn't get the Power Drive. <laughs> Cause I thought, what is that game? <laughs> I don't wanna be playing no Power Drive, but Donkey Kong Country right out of the street. It says, okay, so you guys will be putting you into separate rooms. Yeah, you could have a little practice, um, get used to the game. You only have about five minutes um, because we need to do makeup and they need to get everyone else into the rooms to practice whatever games they will be playing. So, yeah, that was that's what I remember. I had a, literally a few runs, a few minutes to play. And um, Sharif went in and the, the other kid, um, Tim, I believe he was, he went in as well. I was used to platformers, so I thought, okay, it feels the same. It just looks nice. It just looks so much um, different from what I was used to. Um, so I had a quick, just a quick go and I thought I was just really, 
I was quite nervous. Um, I thought, uh, just have a quick goal. But then um, they had, the other two guys were standing right beside me. So we were just watching each other play. So I was a bit shy and embarrassed. I didn't play too much. I had a, didn't even complete level. I was just had jumping around, getting getting hit by the, the little um, pebbles by the, the bad guys. Um, that was it. Then I said, oh, you can have a go. <laughs> I watched, I watched like Tim and Sharif have a go. And that was it. Next thing you go, okay, Christian, can we have you in the makeup room? And that was it. Powder up your face and um, wait. And really, we were just hanging around outside most of the day because they were filming certain um, segments. I wasn't even in the... Because they had a cage where the audience was. And I thought I'd just be in there watching everyone play. No, no, I was just outside. I don't know why. <laughs> we were just sitting on the table and chair. These plastic tables and chairs sat outside and we were just sat there. And I think because they had all the celebrities coming in as well. So it was quite an organised day. And I was there for a few hours at least. But I saw the celebrities. Um, uh, we, because they would arrive, we were all sitting outside. And when they arrive, it's a big courtyard. And they would just arrive, walk past us. And we'd be like, as in like fans waiting for them. Like, hi, hi. And they'd just walk, wave at us and walk into the trailers. <laughs> you know? And that's it. Um, but the three we had on the day, um, it was great. It was like my... Um, teenage crush we had um, Natalie Imbruglia oh my gosh you don't know what how big a crush I had on her I mean I had a crush on every TV um, personality back then but she was a massive crush of mine uh, we also had a, there was Jimmy White on the day the snooker player and the one that you guys will probably talk about soon was uh, Robocop and I thought oh what a cop out that's not a celebrity but anyway you know because I think how it worked was every day of filming there was three celebrities appeared each day and I thought, oh, we saw Natalie Brule. It was like, yes, that's the best one. Um, Jimmy White. Thought, oh, yeah, Jimmy White. He's cool. And I used to watch Snooker when I was younger. And then we saw Robocop. I thought, what? This is not a celebrity, is it? And they say, yeah, that's the celebrity. Thought, oh, what a cop out. But yeah. But we were sitting outside. Um, and this was what was really nice is um, Natalie, she she came over and, and spoke to us. We were just all sitting there. But it was terrible because she came over to us and we just all were sitting down and we just sat there with hands in pockets. She came over to us and instead of getting up or sitting up straight, we just ca- carried on slouching and as if we had no interest in her. But when she was walking towards us, it was like, she's coming, she's coming. But when, when she came, we just all sat there, all, you know, laid back casual. Oh, hi. Yeah, how you doing? <laughs> she was like, how are you boys doing? And, uh, you know, I, I was um, really glad she came over, but um, also like, appreciative because she gave us the time. I mean, Jimmy White didn't pop out of his trailer once. He was in the whole time. Uh, Robocop didn't come out to see us which was a shame, but, <laughs> but yeah, she, we spoke to her and I was just, I didn't speak to her cause I was so shy, but I was just staring. If, if you seen me, my eyes were just fixed on her like lasers. And she's probably, she didn't make eye contact with me because every time she looked at me, she saw me just staring right at her. She went, oh no, let me look away. <laughs> so awkward and uncomfortable. But yeah, oh, Melvin, he's a, uh, he's such a good talker. He was, um, he even asked for a kiss and he got one. Yeah. He said, um, she goes, all right, boys, um, you know, good luck with your games. I see you soon. He goes, can I have a kiss? <laughs> she's always like oh no why didn't you ask that <laughs> so she gave him a kiss on the cheek she kissed him <laughs> but we did get a hug so then i was like that was oh that made my um my year i just said i hugged natalie and brulia i went and told everyone at school and that was it <laughs> so we went in um then when we went in they put us into the cage and then um, we did a couple of um test film I, I, I guess so we would queue up they'll call us up we'll queue up We'll line up uh, on our spot on our marks and then he'll introduce after he introduce us and he'll ask us questions so we did that a couple of times um each time was different um that's why it was interesting to see what they actually used because um 
when I watched um, my friend's one, Ricky, on the Power Drive Challenge, him and Melvin, Melvin was just so funny. He was just he was just cracking jokes left, right, and center, bantering back and forth with Dom. That's why I guess it said he's my favorite. But we didn't. If you watched the episode, you wouldn't know why he's his favorite. But um, yeah, they were bantering back and forth, and he was just telling jokes and he was laughing. But the rest of us, we were just you know terrible on the mic. <laughs> Especially me, I I was the most embarrassed because I I saw that every time um when it was our turn, me Tim and Sharif, I just see Ricky and Melvin just like laughing and giggling in the background. I thought, oh, this is horrible. I'm so embarrassed. But <laughs> oh, but yeah, it was it was good. That was the first time we met Dominic, and um, so he he just introduced, he just shook our hands and um, really went straight into filming. I've seen him on TV when you actually see him, and he's really tall as well. He's like uh, he must be six foot plus, and we was like, oh wow. So that's why I was a bit um, kind of like scared in a way. Like I say starstruck, in awe, intimidated in a way. So when he spoke to me, I was just, yes, just answered the question. Um, a bit, uh, yeah, just nervous and scared. <laughs> now, um, I bet you three have had some great monkey experiences in your life. But what about this game? On a scale of one to 10, how excited are you guys about being one of the first people in Britain to play Donkey Kong Country? Tim? A 10, definitely. Chris? 10. Sharif? I knew you would just be awkward, wouldn't you? You can always tell it's a bloke in a silly hat that's going to be awkward. I remember in the practice, I did take the Rhino and go through the, the bonus stage. Um, I didn't go up the top way, but when uh, they played, I, I, when I was watching, they, I did see them jump up, but it's, it's, it, I, we couldn't time it or nothing like that. We were just literally trying to get used to it. It was our first time playing it. So I was more worried about not messing up before then, rather than which route shall we take. Um, they didn't even tell us it was speech channels. They said, just play it, get used to it. So really, we were just playing and concentrating on jumping about and getting used to the controls. But when we played, I remember going through the bonus and I saw uh, Tim go through the bonus. I thought, okay, he's done that. There's no point in doing the same thing. I'll try not going in the bonus. So it's really like a, a gamble. I didn't know if it was faster or not. I just saw he went in. There's no point in me doing the same thing because he, like, he didn't look like he was really taking that long. I saw him go through that way. I thought, oh, let me just try the, the top way. The big question is now, is he going to go for that rhino? No, he's not going for it. He still goes for the rhino. Yes, he has. And then when um when it was Sharif's turn, the third player, and I, was, I watched him go through, I was like, I was like yes, we went through there. Because after my time, I was a good 10 seconds faster than Tim, the first guy. When I saw Sharif go through, I was like, yes. I, I, I couldn't. Inside, I was like, yeah. But outside, I was just hands in my pockets, deadpan face, like no no excitement whatsoever. But inside, I was like, yes, I want this. Yeah, when when he, he went through the bonus, it's done, it's over. I've done it. And I was like, yes. Then I just looked over at, at my mate Ricky. I looked at him and I was just nodding at him and he's like, oh, you've done it, you've done it. <laughs> now, Tim, uh, you were a bit unlucky in that you had to go first, actually, weren't you? Yeah, I didn't know whether to go through the bonus or not, and I did, and it was slow. And it was, uh, you were very unlucky. Although, uh, Christian, you were very fortunate because you, you took a bit of a risk on up the top there, but it, but it paid off. Yeah, because I saw him go on the bonus, and he was slower, so I took the top. I was happy, but... Um... I was just naturally a shy person. And um, 
I mean, I remember what I said, and it's so cringy listening to it back. But, <laughs> but yeah, I said I saw him go through the bonus, and it was slow, so I took the top way. Exact words. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all I can think of saying. I mean, I, obviously, hindsight, you want to. Sp- uh, I don't know. I want to speak more and seem more confident. But that's just how it was at the time. Just so shy and nervous. <laughs> I remember afterwards we didn't get to hang out because. The only reason why we would hang out is if we were in the audience to watch the, the other challenges or the celebrities were still there. That If Natalie and Brulia were still there, we would hang around and say, yeah, you know, is she going to come out again and speak to us again? But no, I guess um, after she filmed hers, well, we, we didn't get to see after that. So I guess she just went just went wherever and we just went home. And I, I got given the joystick, put it in a plastic Sainsbury's bag and um, on the bus. <laughs> and we was, the journey home was uh, strange because then um, we went, uh, me and Ricky and Melvin and Sharif, we were together. We were on the bus together. And they all kept saying, oh, let me see the joystick. Let me see the joystick. I was like, oh, yeah, here you go. And we was talking about Natalie and Brulia. That's all. I cared about more hugging Natalie Brulia than the joystick at the time. He's like, wow. And we was talking about that. Then I just remember we just parting ways. Okay, see you later. They just got off at their stop. Never saw, never spoke or saw them again. And then going home, I was just, in my mind, just thinking about Natalie and Brulia. That was all I was thinking about. <laughs> so that was it. But with 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 this uh carrying the joystick in in a Sainsbury's plastic bag, this is weird. And going back to Ricky's house, and that was the end of the day. When I got back to school, I had to tell everyone. I, there was no NDAs to sign back then. They didn't give me nothing to sign, or if they did, I don't remember. <laughs> so I went and told everyone at school. I was on Gaze Master. They say liar, liar. No one believed me. Kids were quite cruel back then. Like you know, tongue in the chin. Bring it in then. Bring it in then. I said no, I'm not. No, I said, I'm not going to bring it in because you're going to steal it. They said, no, well, then you weren't on it then. You weren't on it then. So obviously I had to bring it in. And everyone made fun of me. They said, oh, plastic, cheap, you know, uh, whatever. But then when when the show aired about four months later, yeah, they were suddenly all speaking to me again. Oh, oh, you, so can can you bring your joystick in again? I said, nope, <laughs> that's it. You've had your, you've had your um, Mickey taken, that's it. When I go to work, the, the banter I get at work is funny. I mean, they still making the joystick remarks now. They say, oh, got your joysticks with you. Oh, here we go again. Same joke every day. But they said, no, they're at home on my shelf. <laughs> but yeah, um, it, it's, it's been really good. I mean, I, I've enjoyed it and I'm so glad it came back for the season eight and um, to go on it again was amazing. So just glad because I, I did say after my um, season four appearance, I'm like, oh, I wish I get to go on again and redo. I mean, I got to win the joystick, it was great, but I just like regret how I was. Not just trying to be too cool for school and not not lapping it, you know, living the moment. But yeah, I was always going to say, if it ever comes back, I'm going to try apply again. But um, just years passed and nothing, and that was it. I just didn't think about it again. So when the pandemic hit, um, I, I just thought, I, I'm, I'm, I thought I'll make a, a pandemic TikTok because I was just so bored. Um, and I thought TikTok's what my kids are, and I thought, oh, let me just make one and just see in however long this lasts, how you know how many followers I can get. And uh, that was one of the things I did. I thought, oh, what can I do? I was running out of things to do. I was doing all the trends, and it was just boring me. And I thought, what else can I do that's different? And I thought, oh, let me do like um, bring the Games Master Challenge back. So you know, I filmed it, and that was my um, first try. I, I did say when I did the challenge, I said, just try it your first go. I mean, have like a warm up turn, but. As soon as you press record on the camera, that'll be it. As if it was like um, the the real challenge in Gaze Master. Because we didn't... I mean, I heard some of the uh, 
episode you said they got to redo the challenges for us it was literally play and that's it there's no redos so uh, when i did that challenge i said um film it your first goal as soon as you press record that is it if you if you mess up you mess up just as if it was a real challenge but yeah i did that and uh I didn't know when I heard on the I, I didn't know on the podcast that being Diddy Kong was you'd be quicker because <laughs> if I did I would have just lost them Donkey Kong straight away. But um, when I when I did the challenge I actually got hit by stuff. Oh no! I was like, what's wrong with me? I'm gonna lose this challenge. But for, and I was so behind. But for some reason I ended up finishing the level quicker than um, Donkey Kong. And I thought, how did that happen? Maybe it's the emulator is quicker. Maybe the old game was slower. I was trying to think why, but I thought, oh, oh well, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to post it. <laughs> I beat my time and that was it. Thank you to everyone we spoke to on this show for taking the time out to speak with us. It really, really does mean a lot to us. And I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. I certainly enjoyed chatting with everyone, getting to know them and hearing their stories. And if you were a challenger on a previous series of Games Master or you've got a challenge coming up, do let us know. Even if you know someone, let us know. Get in touch with the show feedback at underconsultation.com because... Maybe we'll do another episode like this down the line. Next week, it's the Games Master Gore special live show wrapping up Series 4, and then we'll finally kick off Series 5. I mean, we'll do the Episode 0, and then we'll officially kick off Series 5. It's been a long time coming. It's been like two months coming, in fact. If you want to support this podcast, you can do so by backing us over at patreon.com forward slash underconsolepod, where you'll get access to UCP Extra, where we review other TV shows from the 80s and 90s, and our monthly community show, Under Console Nation. At the £5 level, you'll hear that Games Master Gore special live episode right now, and get all upcoming episodes a week early and ad-free. And a shout-out to our $10 backers, which, I'm um, sorry, we haven't done in ages, Xanderthal, William, Simon, Sean, Robert, Rich Pemberton, Nick, Misha, Matty Boo, Link, Kevin, Jamie, Gordon Dempster, Gordon Brands, David Palmer, David Fisher, Darkside73, Cliff, Christian Din, who was actually on this episode, Andrew Cummings, Adam D, Colin, and Paul Harrington. Thank you all so much for listening. Each and every single one of you who does so rules. We'll see you in seven days' time for the Games Master Gore special. Take care, everyone.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.